0: The reading of the Word of God, June 16, 1 Kings 25, 15 Amen. Thank you for coming on today. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up His counts and give you peace. The Lord will establish you and the Lord will smile on you. And be with you wherever you go, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 25 to 17, 24. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Israel two years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and follow the example of his father continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Then Baasha, son of Ahiah from the tribe of Ishakar, plotted against Nadab, and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gibbethon. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah, and he became the next king of Israel. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam, so that not one of the royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahiah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam had provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins he had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Adad's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. There was constant war between King Asa of Judah and King Bashar of Israel. Bashar, son of Ahiah, began to rule over all Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Bashar reigned... In Tirsa, 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Bashar by the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam You have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. So now I will destroy you and your family, just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. The members of Bashar's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. The rest of the events in Bashar's reign and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the History of the Kings of Israel. When Baasha died he was buried in Tirsa then his son Elah became the next king the message from the Lord against Baasha and his family came through the prophet Jehu son of Hanani it was delivered because Baasha had done what was evil in the Lord's sight just as the family of Jeroboam had done and also because Baasha had destroyed the family of Jeroboam the Lord's anger was provoked by Baasha's sins Elah, son of Bashar, began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Tirzah for two years. Then Simran, who commanded half the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One day in Tirzah, Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arsa, the supervisor of the palace. Simrim walked in and struck him down and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Simri became the next king. Simri immediately killed the entire royal family of Baasha, leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends, so Simri destroyed the dynasty of Baasha, as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. This happened because of all the sins of Baasha and his son Elah had committed, and because of the sins they led Israel to commit. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Elah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Simri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah, but his reign in Tirsa lasted only seven days. The army of Israel was then attacking the Philistines' town of Gibbethon, When they heard that Simri had committed treason and had assassinated the king, that very day they chose Omri, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. So Omri led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Tirsa, Israel's capital. When Simri saw that the city had been taken, He went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself and died in the flames. For he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam in all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Simri's reign and his conspiracy are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half the people tried to make Tibni, son of Ginat, their king, while the other half supported Omri. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni, so Tibni was killed and Omri became the next king. Omri began to rule over Israel in the first year, 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Tirsa. Then Omri bought <clears throat> the hill now known as Samaria, from its owner, Shemur, and for 150 pounds of silver. He built a city on it and called the city Samaria to honor Shemir. But Omir did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, in all of the sins he had committed, and led Israel to commit. The people provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Omri's reign, the extent of his power and everything he did, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Omri died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Ahab became the next king. Ahab's son of Ahab, son of Omir, began to rule over Israel in the thirty-eighth year of king Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria twenty-two years. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it was not enough to follow the example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of king Etbal of the Sidonians. And he began to bow down and worship to Baal. First Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel beforehand. It was during this reign that he Hiel, that a man from Bethel, rebuilt Jericho. When he laid its foundations, it cost him the life of his oldest son, Abiram. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son, Segub. This all happened according to the message from the Lord concerning Jericho, spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. Wow. Chapter 17. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbi in Gilead, Eliha, Excuse me, told the king Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Elijah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kirit Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him, and camped beside Kiribrú, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Seraphat." near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Seraphat. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. <laughs> but Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do what you just said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what is left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she was, she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then he said to Elijah, O man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son?" But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's body from her arms, carried him up to the the stairs in the room where he was staying, and laid the body in his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, why have you brought tragedy to this widow who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? And he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the Lord. O Lord my God, please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer, and the life of the child returned, and he revived. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman told Elijah, Now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly speaks through you. Amen. Amen. Commentary. Note. Faith is the step between promise and assurance. Miracles seem so out of reach for our feeble faith. But every miracle, large or small, begins with an act of obedience based on faith. Okay, hear me this. But every miracle, large or small, begins with an act of obedience based on faith. We may not see the solution until we take the first step of faith because God offers help where we least expect it. God provides a pathway no one knew was there. When we put our faith in God for small things like a meal, we will be more ready next time to put our faith in Him for big things like life. Amen. We got something here, folks. We're, uh, we are marking down all the miracles God is doing. Amen. I have a scripture here, a promise here for you. It says, Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with joy of your presence. Psalm six. See, that could be like a prophecy. Another prophecy. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. And another one, Proverbs 12.20, Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. Joy fills hearts that are planning peace. Proverbs 21.15, When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Romans 14.17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's about abundant life, folks, and having fun. Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, happy, joyous, and free. Philemon, one seven, for we have great joy and consolation in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. That could be a, that is, Amen. <clears throat> and third John one three and four. It gives me great joy to have some brothers come and tell me about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no <clears throat> greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. <clears throat> Amen. Would you finish us off, please? Oh, read the next chapter? Yeah. Acts 10, 24,
1: 48. They, Peter, and other believers arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm human. Being just like you, so they talked together and went inside. Where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of any one as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for Now tell me why you sent me. You sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago I was praying in my house about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come now. We are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism in every nation except those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened through Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. That Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did through Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one of all the prophets testified about saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit Fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out from the Gentiles on the Gentiles. 2. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can any one object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days.
0: Amen. Let me read the uh, commentary. Thank you for reading that. Peter's brief and powerful sermon contains a concise account of the good news. Jesus is Lord of all, yet he served others. He was put to death on the cross, then raised to life on the third day. He has been appointed by God to be the judge of all people, but everyone who believes in Him will have their sins forgiven. A sermon or witness for Christ does not need to belong to be effective. It should be Spirit-led and centered on who Jesus is and what He has done. Very interesting. They give us a sermon how to uh, pronounce to people. Lord Jesus is Lord of all. Sometimes I have to explain to someone what a Lord is. It's like a boss. He owns everything. Lord. Every nation has people who are restless and searching for God. <clears throat> Seeking God is not enough. <clears throat> people must find Him. They are ready to receive the good news. But someone must take it to them. How can they call on the Lord to save them? unless they believe in Him. And how can they believe in Him if they have never heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? Romans 10.14 Ask God to guide you this week to someone who needs this message. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Romans 10.15 Amen. It's really interesting how Cornelius asked them to stay with them for several days And they became a loving family, like our relationship with uh, some couples, like Tom and Sean, our relationship with uh, Randy and Michelle. It is the joy, it is the kingdom of God, it is that kind of joy and love that God says, I have commanded the blessing to be upon that. We read that yesterday on the on the Psalms, okay, so, you got anything on that, (laughs) I like the way Peter says, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism in every nation, he accepts those who fear him, and do what is right, this is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Amen. That was verse 34 and 35 and 6. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And now, reading of the Psalms, we stand, we lift up our hands, and we give praise to God. We praise Him, acknowledge Him. One of the ways I acknowledge the Lord in the morning is to say, I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. There's a beautiful song out of the Psalms, and that one kicks in so beautifully, it gets you in the spirit right away. We stand up, we lift up our hands, and we give praise and thanks to God cheerfully, praising Him and thanking Him that He is Lord, He is warrior, He is chief of police, He is doctor, He is physician, He is accountant, He is attorney. He is all in all. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. Psalm thirty-one, thirty-four. You who serve at night in the house of the Lord, lift up your holy hands in prayer and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. Amen. And Proverbs 17, verses 9 through 11. Love Prosperous when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes on the back of a fool. Evil people are eager for rebellion, but they will be severely punished. Amen. <clears throat> the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, everyone, for coming in here today. God bless you. Hope to see you tomorrow. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, everyone.